Welcome everyone to Awaken the Possibilities. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman, and I'm really excited because this is the very first episode of the Awaken the Possibilities pod, uh, podcast. <laughs> and I'm delighted to have as my very first guest, who helped me so much in creating the background and creating the set, everything to do with the Awaken the Possibilities podcast, Dr. Roberta Shaler. Roberta is a very good friend of mine and someone who I hold in very high esteem. So to have her on as the very first episode, as my very first guest, is truly, truly exciting. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about her because she truly is a magnificent human being. Dr. Roberta Shaler, PhD, is known as the Relationship Help Doctor and provides urgent and ongoing care for relationships in crisis. Her mission is to provide the insights, information, and inspiration for clients and audiences to transform relationships with themselves and other humans to be honest, respectable, respectful and respectable, I'm sure, and safe in all ways. Even the United States Marines have sought her help. And as you know, I'm a Navy spouse, so that means so much to me that our military holds you in as much high regard as I do. Uh, Dr. Shaler focuses on helping the partners, exes, and adult children of the relentlessly difficult people she calls hijackles. I love that word, hijackles. <laughs> to stop the crazy making and save their sanity. She's the author of 16 books, including Escaping the Hijackal Trap and Stop That's Crazy Making. She hosts two podcasts, Emotional Savvy and Save Your Sanity. Her YouTube channel for relationship help has reached over 290,000 views. Wow, congratulations on your accomplishments, Roberta, and thank you for being here. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. I love talking with you. And YouTube is, is a wonderful thing. We're now at over 305,000 views. And um, that, it's amazing to be able to give people some relief when they're up in the middle of the night wondering what's going on in their world and kind of tense and to have somewhere they can go to get information, to feel safe, to feel empowered, and to feel that they can understand what's happening to them. And that really is special because that can be such a clary, uh, scary place where things are going on around you and, and it's completely chaotic and, you know, your head is just spinning. You just don't know where to go, what to say, what to do, how to behave. And it can be uh, quite frightening. It absolutely is, you know, and if you have happened to be raised by hijackals or you're with one and you're being your very best empathetic self, you're going the extra mile, you're reaching out, you're maybe justifying people's poor behaviors and you think that, you know, that's a great way to create relationship. It's so important to know when you've actually gone beyond what is reasonable and something that's healthy. And when other people have invaded you to and your space in ways that are unhealthy and to be able to recognize those boundaries. And sometimes those unhealthy ways are cultural, are they not? Sure. 
They certainly are. I mean, there's a distinction. I teach negotiation for the University of Texas, and and when I'm helping people in project management because it's the MBA program, you know, we talk about the difference between a collectivist culture and an individualist culture. And if you're in a collectivist culture, that means that the focus of the culture is that the family is more important than the individual. And so then you can have differences between the males and female roles within the collectivist culture, and it can be sometimes oppressive, and it can have some patterns in it that are really unhealthy. And then on the other side, the individualist culture, then people feel that they can do whatever and say whatever they want to each other because they have that right, and then we don't know exactly what the rules are. So it's really important. Yeah, I find in those situations... um that it's truly important to listen to your intuition and how you feel. And a lot of us aren't given permission to be able to do that. And when we do, oh my God, it can become even more chaotic, requiring us to completely step away for our sanity. Is that true? Well, it certainly can be. I mean, I think you hit on a really important piece, Terry, is starting to believe that maybe your intuition, your gut, your sense, your first feeling, your first read of something may be accurate. And then because society has said so many things, you might start second guessing that. And you might start asking other people's opinion of what's good or right for you. And you've already been told what's good or right for you, but you're not listening yet. So it's important to be open to listening to that. So in that vein a lot of us are single during this time of year. We are in the holiday season. It is, you know, we've got Hanukkah on one side, Christmas on the other side, Kwanzaa, and some of us don't even celebrate the holidays. But when you're single, that can be a double-edged sword. To some people, oh my God, it's wonderful. You don't have to worry about a lot of family stuff. But on the other hand, there are those who are single who want to engage in the family stuff. So I really see it as a double-edged sword. And one of the... um I really wanted to talk with you today about stress and being single during the holidays because uh, as we were talking before the show, you had mentioned, well, is there really enough time to do that because we haven't prepared? Well, I'm sure there are a lot of singles who haven't prepared themselves in mind, body, and spirit for being single in the holidays. So in putting this podcast up, I think we may be able to, we may be doing a service in that once you even recognize that you haven't prepared, isn't that the first step? Well, it certainly is, you know, to be able to say, I'm in a different paradigm than maybe a whole lot of other people. Am I comfortable in my paradigm? Do I miss something terribly? Do I not know how to create it? Do I experience, as you say, like one of the big things in my life that I'm so delighted with is Jomo, you know, the joy of missing out. But there are a whole lot of people who are in the FOMO world, the fear of missing out. And so when they're not included, that's something they have to look at. And it just, can you come from the place of, I choose what I do? Or do you come from the place of nobody's choosing me? And that's where the preparation is. Like to know yourself well enough to know what your needs and wants are, what your thoughts and feelings are, and what you're moving toward, what your beliefs are about all this. And then the cultural dictates, you know, is it 
is it you know are you noticing a bunch of articles that are written about you know I'm so sorry if you're alone for the holidays well you know I have a wonderful relationship in my life but it doesn't include the holidays and I am like yahoo you know someone asked me today what are you gonna do and I I was tomorrow because of course it's Christmas tomorrow mm -hmm. and I said well I plan on eating good food not getting dressed and reading a good book well don't you have a place to go no delightfully I don't <laughs> but for some people that's like I'm not included. I haven't. I don't have a place to go. I don't have a tribe. I feel left out, and there's a whole lot of shoulds around it. So we have to examine our shoulds. That you should have a person. You should be connected. Well, what if you're not? You know. And let's talk for a minute too in this context about bright people, super bright people. They tend to be a bit of an outlier. You know, they don't fit in every situation, nor do they want to. Mm -hmm. And and they have to look at, you know, what are my preferences? Do I get my joy from deciding where I go? Or do I feel downtrodden when people don't invite me to go somewhere? What's going on? So there are a lot of factors at play here. And preparation is a big thing. Because we don't spend enough time by ourselves. You know, talking about intuition, well, we also don't spend enough time listening to that, but we don't spend enough time inquiring into ourselves. Who am I? What do I want? What represents me? What are my boundaries? What are my values? What's my vision for my life? What are my next best steps? Many people don't want to encounter themselves, so they don't spend time in the quiet, finding out who they are and what's up. You know, it's interesting that you say that about being in the quiet. When, oh, I want to say about 25 years ago, when we first moved here to Rhode Island, my car radio stopped working. And all of a sudden, I had to learn how to sit and drive in silence. And today, 25 years later, when I'm driving with family in the car, and they, they turn the radio on, I can't handle it. <laughs> Turn the thing off. I understand completely. The car that I had before the one that I have now didn't have a radio. Oh. It was a sports car. And I, I never noticed when I bought it that it didn't come with a radio. And and I thought, well, let me explore this. And I thought, oh, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, it, it really is. Once you learn how to be in quiet you can hear your thoughts. You can really look at how you feel about different things. You allow things that you were masking before to bubble up to the surface. And I really do believe that it's important whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, whether you're single or not single, whether you're with family or not family, that you own that part of yourself and but you can only own it once you know it. Yeah. And and that's the whole point of preparation. Yeah. You know, if you if you can spend time with yourself like so many times I have clients all over the world because I work through video conferencing and I'll say, Well just go and sit quietly. Oh, well, how long do I have to do that for? <laughs> it's painful. <laughs> you know, and, and say, well, you know, start with two minutes and then we'll talk about it. And, you know, I'll lead them to answer the question, is your real fear of finding out who you are 
and you don't want to do that? Is it that you're, you know, what are you busy about? What is it that you must get up and do that will distract you from knowing yourself? And is it really stemming from a fear of, I don't know who I'll find when I spend time with myself and I might not like it, so I think I'll go and put in the laundry and sweep the carport, you know? Now, one thing I do know, it's interesting you said that about, I'll go put the laundry and sweep the carport. One thing I do know is that there are folks, of which I'm married to one, who loves constant momentum. And while he's doing things with his hands and doing different tasks, I can see him in his mind just reviewing things and reviewing things and processing and thinking. So the action of doing mindless work actually assists him to engage internally. That often happens for people. Um, it's not that that they need the distraction of that. It is that they have a kinesthetic need to be doing something that allows them then to let their mind go free. Now, when we look at the different modalities of how people process information, kinesthetic people, you know, they're the people in school who are always tapping their pen or their foot or something and driving you crazy. But the thing is that if you don't have that processing style, they'll be annoying to you. But to them, to be in motion allows them to pay attention. They've taken care of the body so they can free the mind. And that's an important thing to know. Like if, if you think about spending time alone and sitting still, and that goes, oh, no, I don't want to do that, then you probably want to look into the world of walking meditation mm-hmm. so that you can walk and get into that state where you can you know, reflect. And that will be a really good thing for you to do. But the thing is, you know, you, you want to be able to encounter yourself as well as encounter the divine when you're sitting there, if that's part of your agenda. But first off, start out by encountering yourself and not being fearful of that. So that when you begin to encounter yourself and you begin to become interested and care about that person and love that person and be curious about that person, then you will be able to listen to your intuition. So, Roberta, right now, we're, um, tonight is, today is Christmas Eve, and there isn't a lot of time to prepare. Uh, we may be going to family tomorrow or the next day. Uh, it's, um, Christmas Eve is on a Tuesday. Christmas is in the middle of the week. Uh, you may not be seeing family until the weekend. Like us, we're going to be driving down to Pennsylvania on, uh, later on in the week, that kind of thing. What would you suggest to assist those who are single, who haven't prepared themselves for the onslaught called the holidays? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one important thing for all of us, prepared or not prepared, is to be able to answer the question, what do I want from this exchange of time? So if I'm going to a social event, what do I want from this exchange of time? If I'm in a conversation, what do I want from this exchange of words? What is the end result that I want? And when we just get conscious about that, like maybe you're a single person where we're meeting somebody new and we're having a conversation, what do I want? 
Well, I just simply want to know and be known a little more, a little deeper. I'm not going to make huge leaps. I just want to make a little incremental step. And if I understand what I want from any exchange at any time of any kind, then we become much more uh, aware of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the first step. So if you don't have much time now because you're going to encounter family or you're going to encounter nothing to do very shortly, ask yourself, what could I have as an an exchange of this time? What do I want? What do I want as a result of this exchange? Mm-hmm. Um, a friend that you and I had um, recently passed, and I... I was given everything I wanted of her belongings, and I brought home a lot of books. So one of the things that I want for the exchange of time, tomorrow particularly, is I want to look at life from her point of view. Why was she reading these books? What's in here that, you know, there are things that are definitely related to what I I like to read anyway, but, oh, that's curious. So... I could get excited about that, but if I had a feeling like, well, it's not okay on the holidays to not have anywhere to go and nobody inviting me anywhere, then I would be all wrapped up in what I don't have. And if you're wrapped up in what you don't have, then you can't be open to what you do have and what you're moving toward. So the quick answer to your question is... What am I moving toward right now? What What is it that is available to me right now that I could actually look forward to? And whether that's alone time and being able to um, go to bed early <laughs> or um, it's being with a bunch of people and getting to know somebody or being seen and known by somebody else, just know what you want for this exchange of time. And it's a great place to start. It really is a great place to start. And as you're talking, um, I'm I'm just curious. A lot of the millennials today, and when we were kids, did we really want to do what our family wanted us to do? Absolutely not. But a lot of the millennials today are very, very clear on what they want and what they don't want. And one of the things I keep hearing is, I don't want to go to this family event. I don't want to go to that family event. I, I don't want to answer their questions. I I don't want to, you know, and I do know that some millennials feel very much that they're not good enough, that they're, you know, some folks are, you know, college educated, they may not be college educated or whatever it is. So what I'm hearing you say is from a listening perspective, um, where the millennials are concerned, honor them or encourage them to keep joining family because that can be a real catch-22 for families well it is but you know let's i i would like to just broaden the conversation to the world perspective be it be in the namaste be honoring who it is you're speaking to be accepting of the person you're speaking to be interested in that person and don't impose your values or your culture or your shoulds or your ought tos and and then you can be in the present moment with them and isn't that what we all want i can't think of one person who wants to go home and have somebody say well i remember when you did this and it wasn't very nice we want that to be gone that's not us today so why don't we give us today the opportunity of knowing them today 
and be in the present moment with them. So what do you say to the parent who has a hard time with that? Well, if I'm a millennial and someone asks me a difficult question, and this came up in one of my groups the other day, and I don't want to go home, they're going to ask me why I don't have kids, do I have a good job yet, they're going to ask all these tough questions. And I said, you know, just benignly say, you know, I'm on track with my life, and I'm going to pro- I'm going to progress through it in the best way that I possibly can. How are things with you? Mm-hmm. You know, give the most general and benign answer, and then ask a question, because the other person probably wants to speak about themselves more anyway. So answer them, because it's respectful to answer them. Answer them broadly, and don't don't have high expectations of them changing. I, um, I just did a show with Laura Rubenstein this morning on our Transforming Your Relationships Live on Facebook. And the topic that I suggested for the show, and it worked well, was lower your expectations, not your standards. Very nice. So go home. If you're going home, lower your expectations of the folks being different. Yeah. Yeah. Know they're going to ask tough questions if they're tough question answer askers, <laughs> and don't expect them to be different. You be different. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't don't go with this way. Go with with acceptance. You know, talk to me about you, and just you know divert the conversation back to them. And yeah, maybe they'll persist, and then you may have to set a boundary and say, you know, that's something I'm working on. I'll get back to you. Or um, an answer. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to get into the tussles. We don't have to get into the tough stuff. And we don't have to be tough. You can just accept them where they are. That's what's important to them. They're concerned about your future. They want to make sure that you're making money and you're on a good track. And they're, you know, yeah, they may come across as, as too inquisitive and too judgmental. And those kind of things may be in your mind. But Try and put yourself in their shoes for a little moment and just say, okay, they're really concerned that I'm going to be able to take care of myself in a good way and that I'm going to be a successful human. Mm-hmm. And this is their yeah. way of doing it, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, as you were talking, I kept getting this feeling of law of attraction. If you're going to be judging them, they're going to be judging you. Stop with the judgment and, as you say, accept them for who they are. They'll accept you for who you are. Uh, Well, they may or they may not. I mean, we each work to our capacity. But the only focus that each one of us can have is on who we are and how we're being and that we're living from our values and vision and beliefs. And so, you know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, I'm going, I, my mother wants me to come home and I don't like her at all. What should I do? And my question is always, who are you? Yeah. And they say, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you are the person who can have the capacity to go accept your mother how she is because you want to see her. Or can you live without regrets because you don't care for your mother and how she behaves in life and you don't want to make her wrong either? So you just don't go, right? But it, the question is, who are you and how do you process? What do you do? What is representative of you living from your values? Not how do I, how do I exchange things with other people? It's how do I be me? And then I can, after the interchange... I can say, yeah, that was me. 
I, I stood in my truth. I stood in my integrity and my authenticity, and I was kind. You know, the, Terry, one of my favorite quotes, and I've been using this now for 30 years, um, it was written by a Jesuit uh, priest, and he said, the genius of good communication is to be totally kind and totally honest at the same time. When you can master being totally kind and totally honest at the same time, you're good. You can relax. That is brilliant. And what a phenomenal place to end today's interaction with you. Being totally kind. I, I just love it. Absolutely love it. Roberta Shaler, thank you so much for being here today and Awaken the Possibilities and launching our very first episode in such magnificent fashion, as always. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for also being a great friend. Well, it's my pleasure to be with you, and I'm, I'm honored to be your first guest. And I hope everybody understands that when you get to know yourself and you live from that, you can follow my other great, important formula, and that is ABB. Whether you're thinking of yourself or you're thinking of another human, ABB, and that stands for Always Believe Behavior. Love it. And Roberta, where can people get in touch with you? Oh, you can find me at transformingrelationship.com. When you go there, you will see that there's a place you can click on for blogs and for podcasts, and that'll take you also to my YouTube channel. Thank you so much, Roberta. And to my listening audience, you can find out more about what it is that we do at Intuitive Leadership. Dot com. Awaken the Possibilities is where we help entrepreneurs and leaders leap off the stress hamster wheel of life and shift out of chaos into calm, ease, and flow. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman, and I look forward to sharing many future episodes with you in the coming year. To your success and have a fantastic holiday season.